GMX. I have always been into music from the 70s and 80s more than I was music of the 90s and 2000s, especially since 2005, but I was living with my mother and baby sister from the late 90s through the early 2000s, which is when I got used to hearing gangsta rap slash hip-hop because that's all my sister listened to. I only like rap from that time period, other than the 80s, even today, mumble rap and Lil Nas X are not my cuppa, just as Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj aren't. Give me the older stuff, Flip Mode, Terror Squad, Rockefeller, Death Row, Tommy Boy, and Rough Riders from around 1990 through 2005. After that, music starts to sound too similar. It's why I would rather hear the Mamas and the Papas than Katy Perry. Who listens to that chick anyway? The hip-hop world took three hits in quick succession this month with the untimely deaths of DMX, Earl Simmons, Black Rob, Robert Ross, and Shock G, Gregory Jacobs. None of these men had reached 60 before each passed away from a variety of ailments. DMX suffered a fatal heart attack, presumably after taking drugs, Black Rob had been battling his own demons which had led to kidney failure, and Shock G allegedly also abused illegal substances which may have led to his demise. While DMX was undoubtedly the most well-known of the three, Black Rob was in the rap game for a time and, and stirred things up, whilst Shock G brought Tupac, however briefly, into the world of hip-hop. Earl Simmons, known by his stage name DMX, was an American rapper, songwriter, and actor. He began rapping in the early 1990s and released his debut album It's Dark and Hell is Hot in 1998, to both critical acclaim and commercial success, selling 251,000 copies within its first week of release. DMX released his best-selling album, and then there was X, in 1999, which included the hit single Party Up, Up in Here. His 2003 singles were The Hood At? and X-Gun Give It To You were also commercially successful. He was the first artist to debut an album at number one five times in a row on the Billboard 200 charts. Overall, DMX has sold over 74 million records worldwide. DMX was featured in films such as Belly, Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave, and Last Hour. In 2006, he starred in the reality television series DMX, Soul of a Man, which was primarily aired on the BET Cable Television Network. In 2003, he published a book of his memoirs entitled, EARL, The Autobiography of DMX. Wikipedia. Black Rob. Robert Ross, June 8, 1968, April 17, 2021, known professionally as Black Rob, was an American rapper who was signed to Bad Boy Records. He was best known for his 2000 single Woe, which peaked at number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100. He spent four years in prison in connection with a hotel robbery in 2004. He began associating with the Bad Boy label as early as 1996, appearing on the Bad Boy remix to 112's Come See Me. He was then featured on several Bad Boy releases, including remixes to Total's What About Us, 1997, and Faith Evans's Love Like This, 1998, the song 24 Hours. To Live 1997, from Mace, and albums by Puff Daddy and the Bad Boy Family, 1997, and The Notorious B.I.G., 1999. He also made two appearances on Crew's 1997 album The Dirty 30, as well as albums by Old Dirty Bastard, Channel Live, The Mad Rapper, Benzino, Tony Touch, and others. These guest appearances earned him media buzz. In his earlier years, Black Rob headed the street rap team which he named Alumni. 
His debut album Life Story was released in 1999 and rose above platinum sales. In early 2000, he released the hit single Woe. Produced by Diggin' in the Crates crew member Buckwild, Woe. Became his biggest hit. The song peaked at number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100 and reached the top 10 on both the R&B slash hip-hop and rap charts. It was Rob's only solo single to reach the Hot 100. Wikipedia Born in New York City, Greg Jacobs spent his teen years in Tampa, Florida, before moving to Oakland and becoming a foundational figure in West Coast hip-hop. In the early 90s, when the East Coast was still enamored with sampling the godfather of funk, James Brown, Digital Underground was one of the early rap groups whose production borrowed heavily from the next iteration of funk, Parliament Funkadelic and founder George Clinton. We were the first people to say, George is the next James Brown catalog, just watch. Shock G told Vibe magazine's Keith Murphy in 2010. With the release of its 1990 Tommy Boy debut, Sex Packets, recorded in two weeks, Digital Underground became something of a hip-hop anomaly, a wild assortment of fun-loving freaks and comical yet conscious P-Funk offspring, led by Shock G, who served triple duty as the flashy frontman, piano-playing producer and show-stealing sideman, Humpty Hump, with his own hit song and dance, The Humpty Dance. The song, defined by a bass groove as loopy and infectious as Humpty's onstage persona, broke through the top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100. As for his alter ego Humpty's signature look, it was sealed when he fished a pair of novelty Groucho Marx glasses out of a .99 cent bin while picking up party supplies for their extravagant three-day video shoot for the album's first single, Do What You Like. Rodney Carmichael, NPR Shock G Singers and musicians have been succumbing to the lure of illegal, and in alcohol's case, legal, substances since who knows when. Dinah Washington died from an overdose at age 39 in 1963 while Uriah Heep's Gary Thane joined the 27 Club in 1975 when he overdosed on heroin. In 1988, one of Red Hot Chili Peppers' founding members, Hillel Slovak, only 26, died from a heroin overdose as well, but cocaine took the life of David Ruffin, one of the Temptations, at age 50 in 1991. A speedball killed Alice in Chains Lane Staley in 2002 when he was 34, while Prince passed away at 57 in 2016 from fentanyl, one of the few musicians I would have thought to leave this world due to a drug overdose. I was likewise surprised that Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries lost her life because of alcohol abuse, in 2018 at just 46 years of age. It is pretty sad when entertainers, who have so much to share with the world, go out that way. You wonder what is going on in their private lives that makes them so miserable. I have suffered from clinical depression, anxiety, and PTSD all of my life and I am still here. I have never taken drugs to get high with the exception of the small piece of space cake that I tried at a coffee shop while in Amsterdam in 2000. I don't like the lack of control, and I despise the taste of alcohol even in OTC cold medicine. I just can't see myself becoming an addict, I see myself as a successful screenwriter even now though I sometimes feel that I'm too old to make it in the film industry. But I always remember what my aunt's late friend used to tell us, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. Rest in power, those of you who lost the battle with your demons. I hope you're all at peace now.